What's up? Welcome back to the Hire Hacker Podcast. This is Ryan Kohler here. Um, today we're going to continue our discussion about the tools that a hire hacker uses and specifically what I call lenses, right? The rose colored glasses they put on, if you want to call it glasses, if you want to call it the hat, right? I'm going to put on my job seeker hat. Um, but this is like the job seeker hats always on when it comes to hire hacking. These are the shades you put on underneath it that tint the world in a specific way that help you analyze um, what you're looking at or what's going on in a specific way. And today I'm going to talk about this really, really super one, cool one from Stephen Covey called the Relationship Bank Account and specifically what it has to do with hiring. Now, here is the, the lens. The lens is that we need to view the entire hiring process as a relationship, right? It's the beginning of a relationship even, right? This is the awkward initial dating stages. This is like from the, the blind date to grabbing a cup of coffee to going to the movie the first time together to figuring out whether he opens the door for you or not to right up to the point of meeting the parents and all the stuff. Just I, my employees hate it, but I love making the comparison between dating and hiring. And the reason why I love it so much is because dating clearly is a two-sided transaction. It is a two-sided equal part relationship between two people. But as soon as we start talking about hiring, it's between a company and one person. And we instantly focus, especially if you're on the corporate side, it's all about you. It's all about what your company wants. It's actually extremely easy to have the paradigm that you as the employer are the buyer of talent. And so the second lens is that of the relationship. <coughs> Excuse me. And what this means is that you are creating a relationship between you and an individual job seeker, an individual job seeker. You are beginning a relationship. You are growing a relationship. The entire hiring process is the beginning of what hopefully will become a long-term lasting relationship. And you could take this in exact same lens and, and use it post-hire as you think about how you treat employees and how you engage with employees. It's not you in HR versus this employee. It's you, the company. You, the company, are creating a relationship. And in any two-sided relationship, there is what's called the emotional bank account. The emotional bank account is this account and each one of you has it, but it's this account because you're the employer and you're from the employer side where you're actually making deposits and withdrawals. And when we think about bank accounts, there is one core governing principle and that is that you can't take money out if there's not money in the bank account. <laughs> That's the rule, right? If you do, you go negative, they charge you a bunch of crazy fees and pretty soon they will shut your account down. You cannot leave your bank account negative. That's not how it works. That's a loan or a credit card. A bank account is governed by one core, one core rule. You cannot withdraw money that doesn't exist in the bank account already. You cannot take a withdrawal in excess of the amount that you have deposited into the bank account. Now, why is this so important? Well, let's talk about when we talk about a relationship bank account, an emotional bank account, it implies that as the employer, I need to make deposits in the bank account of the relationship between me and a job seeker. I need to make deposits before I can demand a withdrawal. A deposit is something that I do that's for the job seeker. 
A withdrawal is something I do that's for me at the expense of the job seeker. And so if we use this concept, we can basically sit there and say, well, the very first thing we need to do as an employer is to make a deposit. And the bigger the deposit, the better. And if we can make deposits in this relationship between us and the job seeker, then when we need something, the job seeker will most likely do it for us. That's, that's what our goal is going to be. And throughout the entire hiring process, we're going to be making these deposits and taking withdrawals. And most specifically, we're going to be taking a whole lot of withdrawals from this job seeker. Over and over and over again, we are going to ask them to do things that are not in their best interest unless they get the job at the end. But most of them will not get the job at the end. And therefore, what is their motivation to do all of these things we're going to ask them to do? We're going to ask them to fill out an application. We're gonna ask them to come in for an interview. We're gonna ask them to take the afternoon off and take an assessment. We're gonna ask them to do a video interview. We're gonna ask them to get on the phone. We might ask them to do a project. Heck, we're gonna ask them to dress up fancy and come into our office. We're going to ask them to give us the names of the three most important people in their lives and let us reach out to them and ask them questions. We're gonna ask them uh, for all their previous employers and the right to call and ask those people questions. We're gonna ask them to give us their social security number and, and run a background check. We're gonna ask them to pee in a cup. We're gonna ask them to do all this stuff without a single guarantee that they will get anything back. Only the hope that they are the person that we hire. And that right there is probably the main problem with the way most employers approach this world. Again, they're approaching it, they're the buyer of talent. And therefore, the sellers should just hope that they get bought. The, the job seekers should just hope that they get a job. The employers are, are mostly approaching this relationship bank account based on the idea that, number one, they don't even think about it this way, but their, their entire basis of how they act is that job seekers will do whatever they ask based on the hope that maybe at the end they'll get a huge deposit. Imagine if that's how the bank worked. Just imagine this for a minute. You go into the bank and you're like, yo, I want to set up a checking account. And they're like, cool. And you're like, but here's how I want to do. I want to write a whole bunch of checks. I want to write a whole bunch of checks and I want you to pay all the people I tell you to pay. And then at the end of the month, I'm going to get paid and maybe I'll give some of the money to you. And you might get all the money or you might get none of the money. And so just imagine, I mean, I know this is a crazy example, but imagine you went out and you set up a bank account with all the banks in town and you said, hey, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write a bunch of checks, probably, you know, hundreds of dollars worth, but I'm gonna write checks on all of my bank accounts at all of these banks. But at the end of the month, one of you guys, I'm going to deposit $10,000 in and the rest of you are going to get nothing, but it might be you. And your entire reason to honor all of the checks I'm going to write, and for you younger people, that would be a debit card transaction. I'm going to go and debit a bunch of money. All the money I'm going to spend, you're going to give it to me and pay it out in hopes that you might be the lucky winner that gets $10,000 deposited into your account. And the banks would tell you to go away. They wouldn't do that. This sounds like gambling in Vegas, right? And so this is the way most employers approach the hiring relationship is because they don't believe it's a relationship and they believe it's all about them. 
They're not recognizing and putting on these lenses to say, oh my gosh, we've been taking or withdrawals from all of these people and we've never made a deposit. Again, they imply that the only deposits they need is a deposit up front, which is, dear giant horde of job seekers, we, the great employer, have an opportunity potentially for you. That's their deposit. We have a job opening. And potentially deposit number two, maybe just maybe at the end of the process, you might be the lucky winner, but most likely you won't be and you'll get nothing out of this entire process. That is the way that employers are approaching it. Now, there is a different way. And as a growth hacker, as a big giant company, you can you can afford to be a jerk like that, okay? As Coke, as Google, as Apple, as Wells Fargo, you can afford to be a jerk because the value of getting a job with you, the, the potential lottery winning at the end is so huge. It's so giant that you can afford to be a jerk because there's enough people willing willing to jump through all your hoops they're willing to do those things but let's be honest most of you guys listening to this podcast work for or will work for small business people like me you know zero to you know five to five hundred five to a thousand employees five to two thousand employees we are not apple we are not facebook we are not google we're not big giant companies We're not the kind of company that just simply having our name on somebody's resume changes their life and career trajectory. Excuse me. We're not those companies. We need to stop acting like it. The pot of gold at the end of the rainbow of hiring for us is maybe 10% as valuable as the pot of gold at the end of the hiring rainbow at Google or Apple or Facebook. Yet we approach job seekers like we're all that and we're not we don't have that much value to provide them we are not like that that's not the position we're in and so instead instead of the relationship being this hey i have a job up front and you'll get your deposit at the very end maybe (coughs) growth hackers shorten up the cycle times here and say, no, 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 we're going to actually make deposits all the way throughout the relationship. We're going to start by making an initial deposit when we open the account. And then we're going to make sure that at any point in time, if we ask for a withdrawal from a job seeker, we have made a deposit in excess of what we are about to withdraw. We are going to ensure that we have a positive balance at all times, and the bigger the balance, the better. That's what we're going to do. Now, let's talk about what this actually means. Think about it, right? Think about it in a normal relationship. I don't ask for a favor unless I've done something nice for you. You you need to owe me one. I don't just show up in somebody's life and say, I've been a total jerk to you and I never talked to you at all, but hey, could you come and help me move? All right, that's, that's not how I show up in the world because if I did, I wouldn't have friends very long, right? So let's think about this from the employer standpoint. The very first thing the employers need to do with a job seeker is make a deposit. And there's a handful of ways that you can make a deposit. You can make a deposit by having a good employer brand name, right? If you've done good things for other people, it's like making a deposit in the future job seeker accounts. If you take care of your employees, if you do well with them, they will post positive feedback on Glassdoor. Those feedback rankings are like making a general deposit to all job seekers, right? Um, If you're great to your employees, an employee makes a referral. They go post on Facebook and say, hey, I love working where I work. That's a deposit. 
If, if in jobs, if an employee takes your job out and posts it on Facebook and says, Hey, you should come and work for me. That's an implied deposit. It's it, any advertisement that comes from a third party and not you comes with it, a deposit, right? When a friend says, Hey, you should go check out this restaurant. It isn't just the restaurant that's available to give you food. It's the deposit that this friend had a positive experience with this uh, restaurant that adds value into the bank account between you and this restaurant. And that value is like credibility, credibility that you're a good restaurant. And the same thing happens. So your initial deposits as an employer is your employer brand. And that brand could be, you know, evidenced by reviews on Google or reviews on uh, Glassdoor indeed. It could be evidenced by the fact that your employees are posting positive things about you on Facebook. It could be evidenced by the employees posting your job ads. It's a huge deposit when employees post your job ads. Indeed is not the only source. Along with employees posting it, the quality of those candidates is much higher, which is why what's in it for you. What's in it for the job seeker though is credibility. A third party has said that they should look at this job. Now, what's the next deposit? My next most favorite deposit on the face of the planet is the job ad, right? If you write an awesome job ad that is transparent, that is authentic, that answers job seekers questions, that's focused on the job seeker, that tells them what's in it for them, that is a massive deposit. If you tell the job seeker, see, and at that point, you can now ask for a withdrawal. And that would be, if you're interested, please apply, right? Now, that application, if you're thinking about somebody applying for a job, the longer that initial application is, the bigger the withdrawal that you're about ready to take. So if you ask for references up front, it's an extra withdrawal. If you want to, number one, you know, make a huge deposit, write an awesome job ad. Now make a small withdrawal. By just having a short application, one of the goals of only asking for what you need when you need it is the idea that those withdrawals are much smaller, right? You're making a small withdrawal, right? And so just think about the entire hiring process as this relationship, right? An employee posted about us. We have great uh, glass door reviews, huge deposit. We write a phenomenal job ad that tells answers all the job seekers questions, tells them exactly what the job's like. Maybe we posted a video about the job. Maybe we had an uh, FAQ with all the different questions and, and answers to those questions, right? We invested in this job seeker. We made a huge deposit. Now we ask for a small withdrawal of five minutes of their time for job questions, resume, you know, how race, gender, vets, disabled, that type of stuff, right? Now all those applicants come in and we screen through them and we screen out half of them, right? We can make a deposit in the future by, by emailing those people and say, hey, thanks for applying. Sorry, you weren't a good fit. Those, so some of this, this relationship bank account is a direct one-to-one -one employer and an individual job seeker. And some of it is like a one-to-many thing. What is our overall running balance of, of all the way that we treat the employment, the talent market that's out there, right? But the next deposit I can make is if I emailed a job seeker who applied and say, hey, you made it. Like, thanks for applying. Even just a thanks for applying is a deposit. It might be a small deposit, but letting you know I got your application, communication, just communication, period. Good news, bad, good news, bad news, doesn't matter. News is news and it provides a deposit. It might be small. Hey, I got your application. The next deposit I could make, hey, I reviewed your resume. Telling you that I actually looked at it is a deposit. The next one I could make, hey, I reviewed your resume. It looks like you might be a good fit for this job. Other people are no longer in the process 
you are moving up and we are now looking at you as you know one of the top applicants for this job that is a deposit when i do that i can then ask for the next withdrawal hey but i need you to take this assessment or i need you to go schedule an interview or i need you to go do this recorded video interview or i need you to go do this recorded audio interview whatever my next ask is i can then ask the withdrawal now what other withdrawals are there every day that goes by from the time somebody applies until the time that we email them until the time of next interaction every single gap in time you're starting to take withdrawals right they're looking at other jobs they feel like you're you're not interested in them they feel like you don't care about them you're taking withdrawals every single day that goes by you're taking a withdrawal right if you communicate with them using a medium that's not very good it's a withdrawal you want to make a deposit send them a text text communication is a deposit it's not just a deposit like hey this i know that uh, getting a new job is important to you i'm going to make sure that you get notified of the next request it's also a deposit by saying, and we use really cool technology here because we're not old school or new school, right? And so again, back and forth as you do this, if you're going to ask them to fill out the long application, give them something of value. A deposit would be scheduling a live face-to-face -face interview. That's a deposit. It's telling the job seeker, hey, I'm making progress. Hey, my chances of getting hired are higher, right? That you come in for an interview how you treat them during the interview, sending out an email saying, hey, by the way, we're a tech company, you know, don't, don't wear a suit and tie. Here's the location, here's how to get here. Hey, a lot of job seekers get lost. Here's the right directions. Here's what to do when you come in. If I send out a picture of you, if I send out a link, LinkedIn link and say, here, here's what I look like so you can look for me. Everything I do to make that experience better, to reduce anxiety, to reduce questions, to answer questions, to add value, to tell them more about what to expect, all of those things are deposits. You come in and spend two hours with me or an hour with me interviewing you, I'm gonna grill you and ask you a bunch of questions. That is a withdrawal. When you leave and I send you an email saying, hey, thanks so much for coming in, it was great to meet you, that's a deposit. When I ask you back for a second interview, that's a withdrawal. As time elapses after the interview and I don't follow up with you, those are withdrawals. And so you can see this, this back and forth, what is my goal? A positive balance at all time with this individual job seeker, a positive balance with the overall talent market in my geographic area. I want to maintain a positive balance. I want to keep driving the positive balance up. I want to know that my positive balance is so great that even if somebody doesn't get hired, they're like, man, you know, we didn't get the job, but that was a great experience. And, and this is, a, I built a relationship with this person. I want to be so good that somebody I don't hire would refer somebody to me. That, that's how good of an experience I want the hiring process to be. I want somebody to walk away and I say, look, we're not going to hire you, but just a few tips. Here's what's wrong with your resume. If you would change these four or five things, that, that would help you out when you go look for a job in the future. I, I, I've done that tons and tons and tons of times. After I got done with an interview, we decided not to hire somebody. I said, hey, you know what you should do? You know, the way that you're putting your, your experience on your resume, it's actually not accurate. It would be better if you displayed it this way. And here's a couple different ideas of what you could do to increase your experience. Here's some things you could do to, to be able to decrease the risk of hiring you or increase you know, the, the proof that you have that you really know what you're doing. Those are huge deposits. And you know what the cost of doing that is? Just a little bit of time. Just some empathy and compassion on somebody. Just treating somebody like a human. And that really is the goal of this relationship concept is to humanize what's going on here. That a company is a human and they're dealing with humans and we should act like this is human to human marketing, not business to consumer, 
Not not all that untouchy, unfeeling, uncaring. That's another deposit. Quit making your emails sound like a robot sent them. Real name, real title, way to contact you. Sound like a human. Don't make it so professional that it sounds like a lawyer wrote it or a robot or a computer generated it because when you do that, it's a withdrawal, not a deposit. And so pretty simple to kind of, again, this is the lens, the relationship bank account lens. As we're going through the hiring process, as we're interacting with each individual job seeker or the job seekers in mass, as we're looking at our job ads and our process and our approach and how we do things, as we're writing up our email templates to send out, we have to ask ourselves: is this going to make a deposit or is this going to be a withdrawal? If it's a withdrawal, do we have enough balance, running balance in our account with this person to make this kind of withdrawal? If not, how can we make this ask even add value? What value can we add to make a deposit in this one relationship? How can we change our process so that it makes a deposit in all the job seeker relationships out there in the overall market? That is the lens of the relationship bank account. It is one of the most powerful lenses to put on as you're analyzing hiring processes as you're analyzing jobs and emails and the way you approach things. You put on that lens and you say, what does this feel like on the other side? What does it do for this person? What, how does this improve the relationship between us and improve the value that this other party has received from us? Thanks so much for listening today. Till next time, good luck hiring.